Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hello everyone, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. My name is Haley and I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you guys had a great Mother's Day, a great week. Um, For this episode, I really recommend going and watching the YouTube version of it because the craft is actually so legit. I thought it was going to be a really big fail and my guest, Maria Cherneski, she really killed it. Like, we made these shelves hers look so impressive her shelf looks legitimately like one of those cool hexagon shelves i ran out of popsicle sticks but you get the idea so definitely go check out that video on essentially Haley. i'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers over there so after you listen to this podcast episode definitely head over to youtube and subscribe um other than that shout out to our two patrons sophie and karen you guys are so awesome thank you for holding it down and you know being the original patrons of this show. Um, If you want more information on the Patreon, definitely check out the video on YouTube where I describe all the different perks. Um, But the thing I'm most excited about for the Patreon is when we get to 100 patrons, I'm going to be donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded. So if that means we have 500 patrons, that's $500 that I get to give to a dancer who needs a little extra help. So with all of that housekeeping out of the way, uh, enjoy this episode. It is really fun. Um, Maria is great. Definitely check out her choreography as well. Um, I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. Today is a special Sunday episode, which is really fun. Um, And my guest today is Maria. Let me read her bio because it's very official. So Maria Terneski was born and raised in Connecticut where she took her first class at the age of three. Since then, her passion for the arts has continued to flourish. In addition to being a performer, Maria has taught dance to students of all ages for the past 20 years and is a coach for competitive level gymnastics, which is so cool. I can't wait to talk about that. Maria is dedicated to performing her art and the love of performance. She believes that dance is a universal language and enjoys getting to know others and helping people get to know her through dance. I'm so excited that she's here. She is such a gorgeous dancer. So like, I don't know, the word that I feel describes her movement is like mature and like woman. Like when I watch her dance, I am like, oh, that's a woman. She is confident. She is strong. I love it. I want to be it. So I want to share a video. She sent me a bunch of really awesome videos, but I picked one of them that I just really loved. And it also had like one of my friends dancing in it too. Um, And I thought it was really great. She's an amazing choreographer too um, and dancer. So she's dancing in this um, and enjoy. Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dancers Doing Stuff on Instagram so that you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. 
Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I love that video so much. Those gloves, like, ooh, oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, let's bring her in, give her a big round of applause. Oh! Yay, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Haley. Of course, of course. I love your choreography. I love Oh, just everything about it. It just looks like it feels so good to do. Thank you so much. (laughs) So we're going to start off with our craft. Okay. It might be a fail. I warned you ahead of time that it might be a fail because my last craft was a fail. So it might be the theme (laughs) of April is fail. (laughs) April Fool's. But um, basically, I saw this idea where you get like popsicle sticks or I guess like what we have are like those like tongue depressors or something like they're a little bigger than popsicle sticks and um you basically glue them I'll hold it up here I started it because I lost my hot glue gun so I've been using Mod Podge so I wanted to glue some ahead of time so they dried so I could like demonstrate but basically you just glue them all in this little hexagon shape on top of each other and then you have a light a little shelf a little like you could put a little succulent on there. You just like put a little nail and it's like a lightweight shelf that you don't have to spend $50 on, which yeah. it might fall apart. So that's probably why you don't spend $50, but we're just going to see what happens. See how so, it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So basically all you have to do is kind of like line them up. Once you have your base, mine's a little wonky looking. It's like a little, a little frame. Okay. But um, line them up on the ground, and then once you, like, glue them, you can kind of do it in any order you want. And then we just keep gluing and building it up, and that is theoretically a very simple craft, and we'll see how it goes. But while we do that, let's talk dance. I want to know your entire life story. So (laughs) just just a casual... Oh, yeah. The overlapping... Does mm-hmm. it matter, like, does it have to go, like, every other, do you know what I mean? Like, every yeah, other, like, this. I've been doing, over. like, kind of, but not really. Like, I've been switching it up, and okay, I, I don't know if that's going to be an issue down the road. Well, we'll see. But we'll try. it's just, it's, like, improvise. Go crazy yeah. with it, you know? What happens? And you have actually good wood glue, so I think yours might oh, be more yeah. of a success than me. I'm using... Mod Podge, which is not what I should be using. <laughs> so I'm how much it comes out fast. I should go slow. Ooh. I know <laughs> it it's out. like it's gonna like be like a glue explosion everywhere. That always happens. Okay, so while we're doing this, what is your whole life story? Where did you start dancing? When did you start? So I I put I I poorly read your bio, but I know you said. You've grown up in Connecticut, so I'm assuming you yes, started exactly. dancing in Connecticut. I did. There was, when I was three, um, there was a brand new studio opening up like two minutes down the street from my parents. Um, so I ended up, they signed me up for classes because I was I was very hyper, right? And I was like all over the place and climbing trees and playing outside and jumping off the swing set and, you know, just, I was a little wild. So I remember, it's funny, the things that you remember when you're little, like you don't remember, you know, everything, obviously, but there are some moments from when I was three, I feel like your brain remembers the things that are really important, like the pivotal moments, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I do remember the day my mom sat me and my older sister down in the living room, like she was sitting on the couch and we were sitting on the floor and she said, so there's a dance studio opening up. Do you guys want to take some classes? And I remember I was like, yeah, because I, I really was a very hyper, hyper kid. And um, she listed the different things you could take. It was like tap, ballet, jazz, or tumbling. And I was like, tumbling. Like I remember just like screaming that I wanted to take a tumbling class. So my very first class, I was three and I took tumbling. And oh my um, gosh, was- what do they teach you in three-year-old tumbling? Like somersaults board rolls and things of that nature you know oh my gosh Um, so cute 
I remember, it's funny because I remember my first class um, and like it was, the teacher was, her name was Miss Lori. She was my first dance teacher. And she, um, she went around the room and was asking everyone there. Well, we were sitting on the mats in like a straight line and she was sitting up in the front by the mirror and she was asking us, um, you know, what, what are your names? And when she came to me, you know, most people just said like Haley or Jenna or, you know, and yeah. I right away was like, my name is Maria Kathleen Crepanzano. Like I gave my whole name. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, remember, I remember her saying like, wow, okay. You know, and <laughs> just, you know, after that I was just hooked. Like I just wanted to constantly, constantly be moving. Like mm -hmm. that's what, I, and the dance studio was very much like a safe space for me where I remember one time when I was younger telling my mom that, you know, anything I was worried or stressed about, I didn't worry about it when I was at dance. Like I remember when I was in middle uh. school saying like, whatever I'm stressed about or worried about, I don't worry about it there. I remember telling someone else that and because I took, I was at dance. I was at the studio a lot. Um, they were like, "Oh, you must be stressed out a lot." And I was like, "Well, no. I just, I just love I also being love there. it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I love being there. So, it, you know, it just it very much became. It was a very, it, it was a very wonderful environment too. It was very welcoming to, you know, people of all different backgrounds, all different levels. Like everyone was included. No one was excluded. Like it just, it was a very. Um, nurturing environment you know for a kid so yeah I I loved it I loved it so much so and then like I I don't remember what classes I took the second year but like after the first year of taking um what do you call it taking just tumbling after that my parents started signing me up for other classes too because I was like I just wanted to do everything you yeah know? So <laughs> it was I was I was absolutely hooked on it I love that and so then when did you start taking classes in New York? I mean, Connecticut's not too far away, so I'm sure you were exposed to a lot of New York dancers and a lot of New York stuff. Well, actually, it's it's funny. Like, I feel like back then, I don't know if it was just, you know, the environment that I was in or not, but I, I, I wasn't really super aware of everything that was going on in New York until I got to college. Yeah. Um, when I got to college, one of my, um, one of my very best friends who I met in college she um, started an ensemble at our university and it was run by students. And um, one of the things we did that first year was take a trip to BDC. And it was the, the old BDC, the BDC at 57th Street. Wow. And I remember showing up there and all I'd ever done was take class at my studio at home. And then when I got to college, I joined um, this ensemble that my, best, my now best friend, uh, one of my best friends started. And, um, so I was, I wasn't exposed to too much outside of my own little, you know, uh, dance yeah. bubble. I think that that's, that's something that I also experienced. I think we're, we're pretty close in age. Like I, I graduated high school 2009, like Instagram didn't exist. Like it's, it's so crazy to look at like what dancers are exposed to now. Like I think like maybe in high school I watched like some Luam videos on YouTube, but like yeah. The, the way that dance is so global and that like people can see combos from all across the world and see what the dance communities all around the world are up to like that just wasn't a thing for for me growing up and I am assuming you as well so it's yeah. so it's so interesting to see the difference of like dance education these days yeah I mean I remember when I was in was I in high school or maybe very beginning of college I remember when so you think you can dance came out like that's when it first started yeah. and everyone was just talking about, so you think you can dance. And like, you know, that's what people were like, Oh my gosh, that's like what you got to try to do. And then yeah. when I was at, um, when I was in college and we went to BBC, I remember I took three classes that first day because, you know, the university gave us a budget and we could each, you know, take three classes. And, uh, my very first class was Chio, Chio Yamada. Oh my gosh. It was that song by Britney Spears. Like, why don't you do something? you know? And <laughs> I, um, I just remember realizing like, oh my gosh, like, cause it was a challenge. It was a huge challenge for me. And I also yeah. it was a Saturday morning class. So there were younger kids in there too, killing the game. Like, just like mm. absolutely killing it. And I remember just being like, oh my gosh. And I was like, this is where I need to be. Like I had that moment where yeah. I was like, this is where I need to be. If I want to 
dance, if I want to take things to the next level, like this is where I need to be. So like yeah. first day I took show, I took Bev Brown and I took Brian Green. Whoa. So that is a full out day. It was a full day. And I remember Brian Green's class was so hard too. <laughs> like just because the the style of the movement was something so so different than what I had ever done that it was a real challenge. Um but a challenge in all the very best ways. You know, it made you realize like yeah. wow, I still have a lot to learn. And there's mm. a lot that I do not know that I need to know. You know, <laughs> like Yeah. So that was um after that, because I was still in college, what I would do is basically whenever I could on the weekend, I would go to BDC and I would try to recruit co- friends to come with me. And sometimes people would come and sometimes people wouldn't, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, I just was like, all right, I just I need to expose myself to it as much as I can. Because I also knew that I wanted to have dance in my life forever, but I didn't know how that looked or what that looked like. And my mind automatically yeah. was like, oh, well, then I need to open a studio. That's what I need to do. Because I kind of in my head thought that that was the only way to keep dance in my life. Um, And then the more I was exposed to things with dance, like at BDC, and then I started taking conventions because I just was like, I want to learn as much as I can. And I want to experience as much as I can so that I'm better prepared, you know? So I started doing conventions and I signed up for Monsters of Hip Hop was my first convention. And then... I also, no way. That's a wild convention to start with. And I remember that first class I took that day was Tabitha and Napoleon. And um, I also took Luam oh that gosh. weekend. And I took Pop and Pete was there that weekend. Kevin Maher. He taught wow. an IA song. Um, I think it's called Bamboo Banger or something like that. But um, Oh, I know. I know which one you're. Yeah. But um, that was all the rage. Yeah, and then I signed up for Pulse, and it was funny because, like, when I first started going, that first convention I went to, my best friend who started that dance ensemble came with me. Um, her name is Sam. And then when I went to the Pulse, I brought my husband with me, and he bought, he got an Observer band, and he, like, oh my God. watched the whole weekend and stayed, you know, we went in the hotel, and, you know, it was, um, I actually ended up getting a, I was hiding. I was hiding throughout that whole convention. I was staying in the back. You know, yep. try just trying to get the experience, but not really be seen because I didn't feel like I honestly didn't feel like I was like at the at a good enough level yet. So I was kind of hiding, you know, and it's funny because my husband kept telling me, he's like, get to the front. He's like, get to the front. <laughs> he was like a dance mom. <laughs> he's like, get to the front. And so um, I um, and I ended up getting a scholarship that weekend to come back for free. And I feel like for me, like. That was almost like a, okay, like, so, I mean, I was like, I know it's just a scholarship, but someone saw me and they saw that I had potential, you know? So for me, it was like kind of a little bit, it kind of lit my fire even more. Um, yeah. Cause it's, sometimes it's like you, you can think, you know, what you think about yourself. Sometimes it just takes like one person saying the same thing that your mom or your teacher from home says a stranger to say those same things and you're like okay I believe it now you know (laughs) it's crazy like how that happens yeah and like I had a teacher um growing up who really um who really inspired me and, and pushed me and told me you know like like you can do great things. Like you need to, you need to go after them, you know? And I remember being like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the next steps are. I don't know. I, I like, I remember just being like, I don't know what to do. And she, she said to me, she's like, you figure it out. Like that was it. She goes, you figure it out. And I was like, okay. And she's like, promise me, promise me you're going to figure it out. And I was like, okay. You know, like, and I was like, all right, I'll figure it out. But, um, that was, the studio that I grew up at also, we used to go to uh, Disney every like four years, I think it was, to perform down there and perform on the cruise. And I just... So fun. I loved when we did that because I love to perform. Like I absolutely loved, love, love, love. I mean, I still do like love to perform. And it was just such a fun experience performing for other people that I didn't know and people that didn't know me and like just not people that knew me from the studio and like it was just it was a really cool experience and I that also I remember I used to really really look forward to that because I just love 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 performing so but um yeah that first class at BDC that first day really 
lit a fire in me. And I was going to school for education. I was a psych major and did uh, elementary ed. And then also got my master's in, um, in education. And it was actually when I got out of college, started working in the school system. So while I was trying to pursue my goals as a dancer, I was also working full time during the day as a sixth grade teacher. So I um, Ooh, and sixth grade is not like a easy grade. I mean, none of them are easy and it's not easy being a teacher of any grade. But sixth grade, those yeah. kids are tough. <laughs> it was it, and it was in the middle school. So I had like some, one year, I remember we had 120 kids because you had five, diff- like they switched every 45 minutes, right? Right. You had a bunch of kids. So it, like I had a lot of students and I, I worked in the elementary school actually for one year, then went to the middle school for, uh, for five years. Um, and all the while I was still going to BDC and trying to go to auditions whenever I found out about them and like just introducing myself to people and you know, yeah. doing all these different things, trying to figure out how to make it work. And then um, after I had been at one of the schools for um, for five years, I decided that I was going to take a leave of absence because I was tenured at that point. When you're tenured, you can take a leave of absence. Wow. So I decided, all right, let me take a leave of absence and just go full force with dance and and see what happens, you know? So I um, I took a year off. And then never went back. <laughs> um, so it, um, yeah, because I just I had so many goals that I wanted to accomplish, and I I love working with kids. Like I loved being a teacher, but I knew that I had these other goals that I really wanted to go after. And dance is like, you know, it's just in my soul. You know, like I just yeah. I love it so much, and it makes me so happy that not doing it made me feel kind of like I was like dying. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I was still dancing, but I was like, you know, not doing it as much as I wanted to. Right. Yeah. So in 2011, I took a leave of absence from my job after I finished the year because I was big on, you know, finishing what you start. So I finished my year and I took a leave of absence. And then when they called me the year after to see if I wanted to come back, I told them that I didn't have plans to come back. So. And the rest is history. <laughs> wow. Stuck with Dan. So, so what has been your favorite dance opportunity? It doesn't have to be like a paid job because I know sometimes the best dance experiences are not necessarily paid. So I want to know your favorite dance experience that you've had. Goodness. Which I know is a really hard question. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, there are so many that I'm just like, oh my goodness, that's a hard one. You can pick a few. You can pick a few. Okay. The ones that really stand out. I've had like a few moments where, like, you know, like sometimes you get in the grind and you um, you forget to take a step back and be like, wow, I'm where I hoped I would be, you know, or I wanted this to happen and now it's happening, you know. And sometimes you forget, you know, like, cause you just get in that grind and you go one step to the next and you forget. And like a few like little moments, like I remember, so for instance, one of my goals, like when I was a school, te- like when I was first trying to get into New York, I remember I was at Monsters of Hip Hop Dance Convention and with one of my friends, my friend Alyssa, and I saw Jamie Jackson and his company perform and they performed to um, Drum Life by Brandy. And I remember when I was watching them, they just looked like they were having the absolute best time. Like they looked like they were one big family dancing on stage. And not only were they good, but they were, they just looked like they were having the best time together, you know? And I remember I said to my friend, I said, I want to dance with them. I want to dance with that couple, yeah. you know? And I knew one of the girls, well, I knew a couple of the girls in it. So I kind of trapped her one day. I was like, Julie. How'd you get in that company? You know? <laughs> and, so, and what Jamie did was Jamie didn't really have auditions. He like chose people that he knew and that he had gotten to know and he knew their work ethic and their personality and, you know, their ability. And so she's like, just start taking his class, take his class. So I started religiously taking his class on Friday nights and on Sunday um, afternoons. And then yeah. a year later, um, he invited me to perform in his piece at Monsters the year later. And I remember so like cool. being like having a moment at Monsters like, wow. Like a year ago, I sat in the audience, didn't know him. 
and was like, I want to be, I want to dance with them. And then a year later, I was like in that group, you know, and I was, it was just such a blessing because it was just such an amazing, amazing family of, of dancers. Um, so that was a really cool, a cool moment. And um, there's been a few other moments where, I mean, I just remember when I wanted to, like, I love performing. I love performing and I always wanted to perform on big stages. And there's been a few moments, like I got to perform at Radio City Music Hall a couple times. Oh, that must have been so magical. Yeah, that was amazing. Just being in there and being in the room with the Rockettes and we're not with the Rockettes, where the Rockettes practice, you know? Yeah. Um, and then another time I got to perform at Carnegie Hall, which was um, which was a really, really cool experience as well. And my parents came to that and my dad my dad was so excited about Carnegie Hall because he was yeah. excited about Carnegie Hall. So it uh, it was you know a really cool it was a really cool experience and you have that moment where like you're like wow like I used to dream of this when I was dancing in my the recital at you know my local studio and like in the little stage in our town and here I am at Radio City Music Hall which was you know really freaking yeah cool. so I mean it's hard to put you know there's so many great experiences that I've been like really blessed to have and it's been kind of surreal, you know? So, yeah. And I mean, there's still even more that I want to do. Like you that you just got to keep setting goals and keep yeah, moving forward, but um yeah, it's been a wild ride, but a fun one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's time for our first game. <laughs> It's time for Would You Rather. So if you are watching live or watching the replay, um, definitely comment and let us know which you would rather. Um, And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, feel free to let me know in Instagram what you would rather do because there's no way to comment on a podcast. (laughs) So let me pick some random ones. Oops, I dropped a bunch of them on the floor. So I need to like start having people submit would you rathers because I think I've used every single one of these <laughs> in the past time since I've been doing this. Ooh, okay. First one. Yes. Would you rather have a snake wrapped around your left arm from now for eternity Ooh. or have to eat without using your hands or cutlery? For eternity? Yep. I'll go ahead and so eat. So like face yeah. first to the... Uh, yeah, yeah, I would pick that too. That's a temporary thing. That's only when I'm eating. Um, so I just wash my face after. But a snake all the time? Yeah, no. no. I don't think I could even do like a snake for like a whole hour. No, 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 no. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> would you rather only be able to travel by means of a terrifying roller coaster or have visible farts? <laughs> coaster because I actually kind of like roller coasters so I might especially if I know I'm strapped in and nothing bad's gonna happen if it's just terrible like you know and I guess it would probably be pretty fast yeah because roller coasters you go no traffic either I hate I hate traffic so yeah (laughs) that would be great yeah I would go with the roller coaster yeah okay last one let's see Ooh. Would you rather have to use lemon juice lemon juice eye drops every evening before bed or have to wear clown shoes every time you walk? <laughs> clown shoes every time you walk every time? Yeah. It's a tough one. I don't know if that means dancing too though. Right. Like I just run everywhere and I don't have to walk. <laughs> yeah. That is a good I think moral of the story is Definitely don't put lemon juice in your eye and do whatever you can to avoid it. (laughs) I feel like that would cause some permanent damage. Yeah, like, oh, I can't even imagine. Maybe I'll walk everywhere. I won't walk anywhere, so then I won't have to worry about the clown shoes. (laughs) That might be my guess. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Well, now it's time to transition into Mm -hmm. talking about our passions outside of dance okay. so hit me with your passions outside of dance what My, do you love i love so many things i mean i love 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 dance um i do i grew up doing gymnastics as well so um i really do love gymnastics i actually one of the hardest jobs i ever gave up so that i could focus on dance was um 
coaching a high school team. Um, there was this high school team that I coached for uh, four years, and I loved the job. It was for uh, Trumbull High School, and I I really enjoyed my boss. The athletic director I worked for was great. The girls were awesome. Like the community of gymnastics coaches in Connecticut, and I'm, I'm I think it's everywhere because I've met coaches from all over. But it's just a really awesome supportive community people will like help each other out even if you're on the other team and you know I just I love coaching high school gymnastics and I had to I had to make some time in my schedule so that I could um, focus on dance and I so I I left coaching like the high school team and I remember when I told I brought the girls together to tell them that I was leaving I was just sobbing like sobbing and it's like it I knew I had to do it because it's something I could do later in life you know but um, yeah, I and I could still and I'm still involved in the gymnastics community in a lot of different ways. But it just it was really it was very difficult to give up because I loved the job. I was good at the job, and I just I really I, I enjoyed it a lot. So uh, yeah. gymnastics is a passion. I actually do a lot of choreography for gymnastics competition routines. Um, a few different so cool. like the floor, yeah, floor the floor routines. I. I regret giving up gymnastics. I gave up gymnastics in sixth grade because it was like either do the gymnastics team or like take ballet four times a week and go on point and do all that. So I chose the dance route because I had broken my foot, but I still regret it. Like I'm like, oh, I love doing like bars. I love the bars and then floor, of course, because that was most like dance, but so cool. I like, I love gymnastics. So I'm just like, anytime anyone talks about gymnastics, I'm like, Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> I love it so much. And like, I mean, I did, you know, manage to get myself hurt a, a good amount of times. You know? <laughs> like, there are some things that have happened, you know, but I mean, each time I got hurt was a learning experience. I never got hurt doing the same thing twice. So always learn. That's good. <laughs> I got hurt again, but doing something else. Um, but yeah, I love gymnastics. So I still, I do a lot of choreography for floor routines and there's a gym that I work with in Connecticut where I go and I work with the girls specifically. I don't know if this counts as a passion, but I just love the beach. <laughs> like, I love the beach. I'll take I love, it. I love the fresh air. I love the salt air. Like, when you can smell the salt in the air, it's just, yeah. oh, it's amazing. So, I love. Do you live close to the beach in Connecticut? I do. I, do. I used oh, to live. So um, nice. I moved a little over two years ago. And now I'm about a mile from the beach, but we're not far from like the river and like the marsh, so we can still smell the salt air. Oh, so my nice. apartment before this was right up the street. I could see the beach from my window. I love the beach. Um, but um, I just start, I love I love learning. Like so, I'm actually doing a course right now through. I I, I also teach acro at studio, so I'm doing a course right now for that as well to kind of expand my education and you know. Learn. I'm a nerd. I like. I like school. I like school. I like learning. Like I like notebooks. Yeah. I like binders. Like <laughs> I like stuff like that. Same. Um, I also just recently signed up to take a course to be a financial to be a certified financial coach because um, I feel like that's something I've learned a lot um, over the years. You know, from different mistakes and also just from different people. And I love reading finance books. I've read. You know handful not not a crazy amount but um and i love learning about finances and i feel like mm. the experiences i've had the different books i've read i was like i just want to learn more and i would love to be able to help other people not make some mistakes that i made but I, you know I, they, were, they yeah. were good because i learned from them you know so yeah it's exciting that's something that i feel like is not really taught even in like dance programs for school like the money stuff is always not really taught. I know I learned a bunch from Luam and Rock mm-hmm. the Industry, but yeah. that was kind of the first time that I ever heard someone talking about like the arts and dance and retirement and all these things. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much I don't know. So yeah. that's so awesome that you're taking that course and then hopefully you'll be able to help dancers like me yeah. <laughs> not be in debt and be able to buy a house one day. <laughs> yeah, and it just, it kind of helps you, you know, with setting goals. And even for me, like when I bought my house, like, two and a half years ago almost it that was a huge learning experience you know just like the different things they look at and the different things you have to have in order and the whole process of it was a was a huge learning experience for me um so I just want to be able to help other people that are you know that also you know are in the arts Uh, anyone not just people who are in the arts yeah everyone needs help (laughs) especially after this past year (laughs) yeah and I mean with the course I won't be like certified to like 
do taxes or invest, but I can give you um, some guidance on setting goals and just how to like get yourself to where you'd like to be, you know? So, Mm -hmm. which I, you know, I also really like doing, I love doing mentoring. I got to do mentoring through um, elite team through creating ops. Yeah. And I love, I I really enjoy mentoring. Um, So I'm excited to get back into that a bit. Like once I finish the certification. So uh, got a couple things I'm working on right now. So my so cool. and that's in the works <laughs> yeah and I also wanted to talk about your choreography I know that's still dance related but I know that you are like one of the people who I always see consistently putting out choreography and in different styles of dance and just like really playing with things and new locations and new concepts and stuff so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about your choreography yeah um I mean I'm not gonna lie at first I was really nervous and I think this is not, you know, unique to me by any means. I think a lot of other people feel this way that, you know, you're nervous about sharing your stuff at first because it's so personal. And I was really nervous at first at like, what were people going to think, you know? Um, was yeah. it good enough? Does it Is it going to hold up to what else is out there? And then I read this book, um, You Are a Badass. And Lizzie Flight has Such a it. good book. Lizzie gave it to me. So, oh, she has the I, best book recommendations. She is. She gave it to me for like a birthday gift. And I just, I read that book and it, it talked about the creative process and how these creative ideas come to you for a reason. Like they were meant to be shared with the world, right? And if you mm. don't share it, you're depriving people of this awesome idea or this gift, you know? And they, they give a bunch of different examples of, you know, why it's important to share these thoughts. And, you know, so I, I read it and I was like, okay, you know, screw it. I'm doing it. I'm going to I'm gonna start sharing some of my stuff. Yeah. So, like, first I, I did a smaller piece of choreography to a routine called River, or to the song River. And I had, uh, I asked Kenichi to film it for me and he was awesome. And it, you know, and I got some good feedback from that. So I was like, okay, I was like, all right, let me just, let me try this out again. So then I did something a little bigger um, to fresh eyes. And it was like a full video. And we were like at an amusement park and at the beach, I basically had a bunch of my friends um, from the city come up and stay at my apartment for the weekend. And we went to the beach, we went to the carnival, we went to see fireworks, we recorded it, we danced. Oh my God, that sounds like a dream. It was so much fun. And Lizzie's uh, boyfriend, Nathan, filmed it. And it was, yes. you know, also, he's, he's really, really awesome. So if you're in Connecticut, you need a filmer. Filmer. Yeah. <laughs> only creative outlet. And I just, I, I was like, you know, I started to think, I was like, you know what? Like, not everyone's going to like it. It might not be everyone's cup of tea. That's okay. I was like, but if I, what I've started doing is like, if I hear a song and I'm inspired by it and I start getting ideas... I just start to, instead of like putting it aside, I start to run with it. And I'm like, let me see where it goes. And I almost don't, I don't take a lot of time in a sense, because I'm like, I just want to run with it while I'm excited about it. And while I'm passionate about it. So like, I'll hear a song. If I start getting ideas, I start getting ideas. I'll start hitting up the dancers that I picture for it and say, Hey, what's your availability? And then start moving from there and trying to figure things out. Um, So it's like, I don't really have, I don't know. I don't know really what to call the style of what I do sometimes. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was going to say, because I feel like you have like elements of street jazz, you have house, you have hip hop, you have modern, you have jazz, like contemporary. I feel like you really fuse all of those things. And like it's when you watch your choreography, I feel like you can know it's your style, which I think is so yeah. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that you like it. I like, I think when I listen to the music, I just kind of try to focus on what feels good to the music, like what feels right and doesn't feel forced, you know? Mm. And like, I don't make something hard to make it hard, but if that part seems like something, if what comes to my head is a more difficult piece of choreography, then I'll throw it, you know what I mean? It's like whatever comes to my head and I try to, um, I try to just like run with it once the ideas start going. Um, And it's, it's helped me like, you know, I've, what I, all right, so shout out to Luan because I really love what she always told us about like, you know, what's for you is for you. What will be, will be, you know what I mean? And like, and that for me has carried over even to my choreography where like, you know, like my choreography is not going to be for everyone. Some people are going to watch and be like, yeah, yeah, I don't like it. You know? And that's okay. Because, you know, we all take our tea a little different. (laughs) We take our coffee different. We all have different tastes. So this is what I like and it might not be someone else's cup of tea, but I do hope that whatever I put out there does inspire, you know, somebody, you know, and make someone else feel happy or feel good. And, you know, 
escape things for a little bit. So, and I just do it because I love it. I would love to get more into choreography, like professionally as, as you know, a job, I would really love that. Um, I do a lot of choreography for studios and I've done some stuff for local theaters and I did something, I've done a few things with like Carlos, um, yeah. like assistant things and got to help out with some choreography, which was a lot of fun. And I would really like to do that more. So that's a goal, getting that, getting more of my stuff out there and nice. trying to share it with even more people, you know? Yeah. But thank you so much. I'm glad that you like it. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Well, it is time for me find my special cards. Our next game that's not really a game. It's a game because we don't know what we're going to get. So, okay. I'm going to pick randomly one of each color. Pick a color and we'll see what you get. Purple. When was the last time you completely lost yourself in something? I mean, I don't know if this counts, but I love listening to music in my car. Like that's where I listen. Honestly, the car is where I do most of my choreography. I don't know if yeah. that's safe to say, but I, I'm not always <laughs> around. I like, it's just where I'm by myself yeah. and I can play music really loud. And there have been a decent amount of times where I've gotten into that so, have you seen Soul? Yes, I love that movie. Like people are like, I loved the part where they talk about like when people are kind of in their own world, you know, like you kind of go into this yeah. other world. Like when I'm listening to music, I kind of go into. I was like, oh my gosh, that's like when I'm listening to my music, and then I miss my exit because I'm like, <laughs> you know, like I'm watching, I'm paying, I'm not hitting anything, but you're just at the same time like. I've missed my exit, you know, quite a few times because you just get into that zone. Um, so I don't know if that counts, but I've definitely almost physically actually gotten lost because I'm listening to music and not paying attention. Wow, that definitely counts. That definitely counts. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to my music in my car. Sometimes, like, if I'm, like, in the zone, I won't drive home right away. I'll, like, drive around the neighborhood blaring a song because I just want to keep listening. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I get lost listening to music. Yeah. I love that. I, I really do enjoy listening to music. Okay, pick the next color. Uh, is it orange? Is that orange or yellow? Orange? Yes. Are your feet the same size? I think so. Uh, <laughs> I am size 10 feet. They're kind no of big. No way. Yeah, How they're kind of big. You're tall, too. You're pretty tall, right? Yeah. Five, just shy of 5'7". Like okay, five, yeah. So, I mean, but I have pretty big feet. I'm Yeah, I'm a size 10. Um, my feet are the same size. My ankles are not, but my feet Ooh, are. Oh, interesting. Okay, next color. Pink. What is the most clever word you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, I have nothing. I know no clever words anymore. Uh, you know what's awful, though? Like, I literally get, like, word of the day emails every night. It's funny because it doesn't come every day. I don't know why they send it to me. They say word of the day and it doesn't come every day. And every now and Liars. again, there's like funny ones. But I did see um, this video on Instagram yesterday and it talked about like names for um, different groups of like animals. Yeah. And that, uh, what was it? Like platypus. They're called a paddle. I thought that was funny. That's cute. <laughs> a paddle of platypus. That, there was another. There were so many of them that were really cute. Hold on. I like totally like. I watched the video and I was like, "That's awesome!" Hold on. Oh, and a, a group of rabbits is called a fluffle. And then I googled it, and that is true because I didn't know if this person just said it for you know to be like cute. Oh, but my it's gosh, actually that's cute and clever. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and another one: porcupines. A group of porcupines is called a prickle. And it's true. I looked it up. Like I was like, "There's that's no so, way." I know it sounds too cute, and like it works too well to work. Yeah. I love that. That's so fun. Oh, my gosh. The more you know. Okay, oh, this okay. one is a weird question. The last one of these. What is the longest you've gone without a shower? <laughs> Exposing oh. you. <laughs> I honestly don't know because I usually, like, shower every day. Me too. Sometimes even though it's so bad for your hair, I wash my hair every day. I will even sometimes shower twice a day, like, especially now with coronavirus. Like, like if I go to the doctor or something or I'll come home and I'll shower. 
Yeah. You know, because I'm like, so grossed out every time yeah. I go out. <laughs> but then if I also work out that day, I'm going to shower after I work out. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. I mean, I a definitely few hours. shower. Every- <laughs> yeah, I know. A few hours. Um, I mean, maybe I'll, I'm going to guess and say like two days. I don't know. Yeah. I, I usually good I just, hygiene. Like, I, I can't remember the last time I didn't shower at least once in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I think that's like a good thing. A good thing. Yeah. To, to know. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, with coronavirus, I definitely shower more because if I go and I teach, like, um, I mean, I shower after I teach anyway. But as soon as I come home from the studio, yeah. I can really. Like take off burn my clothes. My clothes. Yeah. Throw them in the shower. <laughs> I have a Lysol wipe. I wipe down my computer. You know, like I just because there's so yeah. much that we don't know, and maybe it's excessive, but I just I'd rather be safe than sorry. I one of a recent guests. One of the questions was like, how how long do you wait till you wash your jeans, or how long was something about washing your jeans? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I used to wear my jeans multiple times before washing them after sitting on the subway, and now I'm like so disgusted. Yeah, it's crazy. It's how things are gonna like. I mean, someone posted something about how like. Isn't it wild that we used to have birthday parties where someone blew all over the cake and then everyone ate it? And I was like, you never thought twice about eating birthday cake after someone blew all over it. But now Now I'm like, ew, what are you, what germs are you going to give me? Yeah, Yeah, it's like, wow. (laughs) Things that, you know, probably won't be the same for a long time, if ever. Totally. Okay, so the last question that I ask everyone is what brings out your most creative self I don't know if this makes sense but I feel like just being myself and not Mm. second guessing not second guessing myself trusting myself you know what I mean like because the more you second guess yourself you start to change your thoughts and I feel like usually my first thought you just gotta I don't know like I feel like when I get an idea I gotta run with it and if I start to second guess myself then I stop you know so I think just like trusting yourself and like, I also feel really inspired. I just love listening to music. I know like music really inspires me. And also being, I, I know I talk about the beach, but like, yeah, I love it's peaceful. It makes me feel calm. It makes me feel happy. And then I'm like, you know, not overthinking things. So yeah, I think to be my most authentic creative self, music, the beach and just trusting myself. I don't, mm. that's, I think that's that's a perfect answer and even if it seems like it's like simple and easy to you I think that is just a testament to that you are being your most creative self and you've learned that about yourself and you've put those things in your life to make sure that that's there for you all the time which is like that should be the goal so that is awesome that is an awesome answer yeah I think that's important too like making sure that you have you know, you make the time or you, you figure out ways to keep in your life the things that make you happy and keep you inspired. Because, you know, I know that it's different. Everyone has different things that they have to do, different obligations, different jobs and so on and so forth. But I think it's important to, for your own sanity, <laughs> you know, for your sanity and happiness to somehow figure out a way to keep things in your life in some capacity that make you happy and feel calm and feel like yourself. Yeah, I love that. That was a great answer. Well, where can people find you if they want to contact you, check out what you're up to? I am on Instagram. It's just my name. So at Maria Chernisky. I'm on Facebook. I also have a website. I have TikTok, but I really don't use it much. I more so downloaded it to like check out some of the things that like my students were into so I could like hip and yeah. cool with the times yeah <laughs> during um social distancing when we had to teach online and like using different fitness things that you could do safely at home different fitness challenges that they had on tiktoks are all into tiktok you know yeah um <laughs> TikTok, it's also just my name but i don't use it much um and i have a website that is um just maria dance.com Nice. Awesome. All of that will be in the show notes. And then if you'd like to find me, of course, check out the show Dancers Doing Stuff on Instagram. 
You can also subscribe here on YouTube. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers. So if you like this show, definitely check out some of the past episodes um, and then subscribe to the podcast, Dancers Doing Stuff, which is on iTunes, Spotify, all the places that have podcasts. It should be there. Um, And then if you really like the show, you can check out the Patreon where there's a bunch of special perks like dance classes like dance party classes that are like low stress fun um you can get a list of all of the supplies that you'll need so you can craft with us live or while you watch the replay and the most exciting thing about the patreon is once we get to a hundred subscribers we will be starting the dancers dream grant program which means i'll be able to donate one dollar per patron to a dancer who has a creative project that they need help funding every month so right now we have two subscribers so shout out to sophie and karen (laughs) you guys are awesome and yeah if that's something that's interesting to you check out the video it has in the youtube has all the information about that and i think that's it if you want to find my personal instagram you can find me at Haley grove on instagram but other than that i think those are all of the things i have to plug (laughs) that's awesome this was great, Haley. Like, I got through all of the sticks. I have one left. I'm so but impressed. I, Your shelf looks amazing. Like, I can see it. It's tall. I think I can lift it a little. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, a legitimate thing that people would hang on their wall. I need to, I need to I'm stain so it. I'm so impressed. One slit a little. But I think, you know, because we've been talking for a bit, so the first ones are kind of starting to. solidified. Solidify, yeah. So I don't know if I should put this one on and make it a little uneven or just save this because I need it to stir something. Yeah, I don't you know. could, or like, yeah, check your tonsils or whatever you need. Yeah, it's, you know what, mine's called the premium spatula, so. Oh, I'll have to check spatula. that out because I, I definitely need some more. Mine is, is pretty small. <laughs> it's pretty sad and small. <laughs> it's nice though. I think, yeah, I think this was, this turned out way better than I thought it would. So I'm very yeah. impressed with us. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm going to get some of that stain and then figure out where to hang this. Yeah. Put a little <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's is- perfect for plants. Thank you so much, Haley. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for being an amazing guest. And thank you everyone who's watching. We'll see you on Wednesday if you want to check out the next episode. Awesome. Bye, thank everyone. you, Haley.